0: This show contains badass material and foul f***ing language. Some people may find offensive. What else did you expect? Nostalgia really whips the llama's ass.
1: The world can feel like a pretty hopeless place nowadays. There are about a billion problems in the world, but yet it feels like no one's willing to talk about them. So that's why you should go listen to my new podcast, A Modern Proposal. My name is Parker James, and I'm going to share with you the world's worst problems and some even worse solutions with a guest that's coming in completely cold. You can find A Modern Proposal wherever you get your pods casted.
0: Listen, follow, and be sad. I'm Lisa
2: and I'm Agnes
0: and together we are sass and sips a watch rewatch podcast
1: we want to personally invite you to check out our podcast where we'll be discussing tv
0: shows from two perspectives one who has seen the show before and one who's not so sure while we drink a lot (laughs) I
1: mean like a lot a lot
0: (laughs) every season we will focus on a new show and for our first season, we have chosen the iconic show, Lost. We hope that you will come over and check us out. We can be found on your favorite podcast platform or at sassandsips.com. If you're down for drinks, friends, and television, then make sure you listen and subscribe.
1: Because we're down for all of it. Yes.
0: Woo-hoo. So listen with your bestie. Open your favorite bottle and sip and
2: sass with Sass and Sips.
1: And yeah, we're rolling. Every time it starts, I just want to go, and we're back.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and inevitably, I just laugh because it's so funny. <laughs> it, it is so fucking ridiculous. It is, it? You yeah. can see, and we're back. You can see
1: exactly. <laughs> You can you can watch him like a justice his, adjust his caller, and he's trying
2: to, like, force down those chips that he was
1: crunching on.
2: The part of it that's relatable is, like, we've all crammed too many chips in our <laughs> mouth, and we know what the feeling is like. You know, you're trying to be part of a conversation with friends, and you're just trying to choke down that extra little <laughs> bit of chips so that you can, you know— Definitely did that with like a McDonald's, you know, like a McDonald's burger or something. It's just like,
0: just too big. Or you just get all the sharp fries, all (laughs) the sharp fries. They turn horizontal in your throat somehow.
1: Yeah, exactly. (laughs) You ever like that feeling of when you swallow something, just it's not chewed enough, a little wrong. And it goes down just a little sharp
0: down your throat. You're like, like, that's not good. You think you're doing all right. You're like, oh man, that was really good. Man, I was (laughs) eating fast. And then all of a sudden it's like, it's still there. (laughs) That was cool. (sighs) (laughs)
2: <sighs> <laughs> the worst, though, is like so. All like, I don't gorge myself on a lot of food, but nachos is like, or like oh. with tortilla chips, yeah. and just when you get that the ball of <laughs> <laughs> I know <what laughs> tortilla mass that oh, is yeah, like yeah, yeah. goes down your throat, and you're like. <clears throat> <laughs> and you, you like you start like giving yourself a couple pounds on the center of your chest to like to work it down a little bit.
1: Then it comes back up a bit, and then you swallow it back down. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we all know what that. I love I them. love how like that that moment. You, there's some there's some voice in your head that's like, go ahead, have another chip. It's just gonna yeah, it's yeah, gonna yeah, help it, it down, it, right? It, but help. chew this
2: one more. It'll help it down. <laughs> it's like shitting to unclog a toilet. <laughs> Oh, the toilet's plugged.
1: (laughs) Yeah,
0: it's definitely clogged.
1: No, it that's just sitting on there.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Oh man. Oh my god.
1: (laughs) Shitting to unclog the toilet.
2: (laughs) Well, if we have to. (laughs) <laughs> oh wow. man. I've laugh like that in a while. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Whoa. The wheeze. The wheeze.
2: may I, mean, I, I might introduce a new uh, a new sound into the uh oh <laughs> Instead of a beer, it's uh, it's a cork. What are you drinking there, John? This is Dewar's 12 Blended Scotch Whiskey. See, I always thought it was Dewar's. Is it Dewar's? I don't know. I don't know. Matt's still just (laughs) losing his mind over here. Why did I take a drink of whiskey just as he started to keel (gasps) over?
0: (gasps) Okay.
2: (laughs) And we're back.
0: we're back. (laughs)
1: <laughs> almost back <laughs> we're 33% back or 66% back alright well we
2: made it in 3 minutes and 48 <laughs> seconds into this podcast and Matt has spoken about 12 <laughs> seconds because he spent the rest of the time laughing Oh
1: my, God. my head hurts now uh.
2: yeah. let
0: me try some of this Wait, to get uh, this yeah. bullshit um, out of here but I yeah. just I just finished an entire bottle of wine in an hour and
2: twenty six minutes. Really. <laughs> what you guys know about fucking new yeah. metal? <laughs> <laughs> what a conversations? <laughs> what? Should,
1: what? What? You all know about new metal? Yeah. <laughs> right, antagonistic, like.
2: Yeah. Uh, right. Right. Oh, Jesus, Kyle. Oh, is that a lot? <laughs> yeah. No, it's all right. You'll be fine. You don't have to work. you work from home tomorrow. Kyle, what are you drinking? Garrison Tall Ship. Tall Ship is one tasty premium East Coast ale. Proudly brewed with adventure, craft, and independence, this beer delivers refreshment with an easygoing East Coast style. Drop anchors, hoist a glass, and launch into one. Oh, man. Wow.
0: So... Well, we're back. Kyle and I are, would you call this a remote location? I mean, it is Sackville. It is Sackville.
2: Okay, so it's remote <laughs> in terms of you guys are recording remotely from where you normally yes. record, right. but yeah. it is 15 minutes from Halifax. It's not that bad. Oh, I know. I know. When we moved to where we
0: live, like friends are like, oh, that's, that's kind yeah. of far out there. It's like, no, it's not Timberly. Stop thinking about that.
2: Yeah. It's Bears Lake. Yeah. It, yeah. It's, it's actually really convenient to get to your guys' place, so... Mm-hmm. Yeah. I
1: mean, same kind of for you. It's just, yeah, highway around the city and just at least we're in an area that's kind of off, right yeah. off of the exit. Yes. You know. Welcome everybody back to the Nostalgia podcast. Of course, my name is Kyle. With me always is Matt. Party uh, and on. Today and hopefully and beyond. <laughs> yes. We are now joined by the newest member of the Nostalgia community. Yes. My good friend, the tallest man I know.
0: Baldest man I know.
1: The best bass player in the world. Jonathan Parsons, hey. hey!
0: Turn music off.
2: Hi, everybody. Imagine. It's so nice to be here. <laughs> wait, <laughs> you guys we didn't... actually
1: forgot to audition, John. Yeah. Oh, wait.
2: <laughs> oh, we also forgot to mention in his intro, he's the softest talker we know. Mm-hmm. He's just going to talk like this the whole entire time. The close talker, but I can't even use a mic. In all seriousness that we, that, that we can be, uh, no, thank you guys very, very much. Yeah, I mean, I've been a fan, a listener of the podcast for a while. Oh. Um, I, I mean, I've known you both for many, many years. So, yep. uh, you know, we always uh, always have a good time chatting. So it was really nice to be invited to do this. Yeah, so, yeah, Thank course. you guys very much.
1: Just like, it's all about just, yeah, having the like-minded kind of, you know, you're all, I mean, I've known you for so, like, what now, 15, not 15, but... Twelve or something 13 years for sure
2: yeah it's uh, 2009 so yeah uh, 12 years
1: wow yeah 12 years time is a blur anyways but yeah definitely you know one of my closest friends we've we uh, we're just so in sync with you know what me and matt are in sync with Yeah, of course just like let's mm. bring it all together let's yeah. get this going you know
0: well it's amazing too because kyle and i really i mean as everyone knows we're horror junkies but there's so much more to us. <laughs> and part of that is, you know, the offshoot and the discussions that we can have with John which are basically Seinfeld driven, but at the end of the day we're all musicians. We've either been in bands on a consistent basis together or we are just musicians in the same scene mm-hmm. together. And and that's kind of how we all got to know each other in the first place. And then as you know, you just click. You just hit it off with somebody. So, mm-hmm. um honestly, what better way than to expand our or vocal power on the podcast and actually have a listener. Yeah. Know.
1: <laughs> actually knows what's going on.: Yeah, so
0: here we are. Today, we are going to jump back to a time when we actually popped in concert, DVDs and/ or tapes. Number three is one that is half concert and half documentary. OK. It was released 2005. Documentary is called "From the Bedroom to the Basement." it spring a bell at all? Kind of. Yeah. Yeah. It is Kill, Swish, Engage, Set This oh. World Ablaze. And Man. the the concert is great. Yeah. But the documentary is killer. It's got footage of their previous bands, Aftershock and Overcast, and would later become Shadows Fall, Unearth. Like it was it was this like incestuous group. Of shared musicians. Mm-hmm. Very similar to Halifax, but
2: I would just, yeah, assume like any local scene. Yeah. yeah. How many bands did you play in, Kyle? All of them? Or at one time you were playing with like. But I think I, I definitely had three at
0: one time, at, like at one point.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah. You're a drummer.
2: Drummers like
0: good drummers. That's, uh, that's, I mean, yeah. My takeaway from that, what I really loved about not only the documentary was to show like humble beginnings of bands that you aspire. To be or at mm-hmm. least the music speaks to you in such a way that you're like oh I can actually do this I could create this kind of music because that's what this did because mm-hmm. this was released in 2005 I met Adam Marchant 2007 we started writing music almost instantly and we formed oceans will rise as an actual band with songs already written in 2008 and it was it was it was this moment for me that I would watch the documentary more feeling those vibes of like I can actually do this hmm that's true,
2: crazy man. Because the vibes that you get from that watching yeah. that documentary are exactly tied into the, the the vibes and the feelings I have to my number one pick. Oh, like okay, it it, it set a very distinct path in my life. Sure, mm-hmm. yeah. So yeah. But I'm not going to reveal that now because we're on number three. We're on number three. Okay, <laughs> yeah. So
0: kills Engage. Gage. Set this world ablaze is the name of the DVD, but the documentary. Is is the one you got to watch.
1: Nice. What I wanted to bring up too, like the best thing about what you're talking about, those like home video. Up until these things started coming out, all you had were the concerts themselves to go see a band you love, um, or the interviews. What these videos did is they really show. It really gave you an insight into a band's personality, and like watching them hang out made you connect to them on like a more kind of personal, like almost intimate like level. where you are, intimate yeah, level. Yeah. That's perfect. My number three. A band I loved. I started playing. When I first started playing music, I started playing covers of these guys with my friends.
2: Mm. And
1: this video is just so silly because they're just silly people, you find out. And just mm. their interview style, their onstage banter, they're just like, and they've never changed. Um, this captures them in the first 10 years they were a band. I can't believe they started as a band in 1984. But this was released in November 4th, 1994. It's no effects. 10 years wow. of fucking up. It's wow. called Ten Years of <laughs> and it's. Um, I had no idea odd. they were formed in '84. Well, I, I know it's crazy because it's. So what's interesting about this? Because like '94, around that time is when No Effects released um, Punk and Drublic, mm-hmm. um, their most famous album, the, the album that catapulted them to. You know, I think they actually sold a million copies independently of that album in the states. Um, but this was for everything that came before Punk and Drublick. <laughs> you know what I mean? Everything from like S and Airlines up until White Trash, Two heaps and a Bean. Um, <laughs> yeah, that gives you a little insight into what their personality is like. 100%. But yeah, the, the DVDs, amazing. So it's it's there's 19 tracks on it, uh, mostly like live footage, um, some music videos, very cheaply made music videos, obviously. But it's just footage of a band touring in a van. Love it. Drinking, being silly—you know what I mean. Like so much great footage, yeah, in that DVD. And just you know, they—I they, love No Effects. They're just one of my favorite bands, and they're always gonna like. They've never changed their personality. Oddly enough, now they must be like what, fifty-year-olds? Yeah, you they got to be. But they're still the same, and it, it's just amazing to watch them as kids, pretty much kids equivalent, you know. Yeah, um, and just they're just these silly these four guys. Like, just love punk rock music and they just love drinking and playing. And, you know, it's everything you want to be in a band as a a young person. So that's awesome.
0: Yeah. 10 years. 10
1: years of fucking up.
0: That, that vibe there, piggybacking off what John just said to me, that vibe that you got from
2: that is my number one vibe. Okay. Wow. So, my number three, I like, I definitely don't have that, that like connection to. I won't say like didn't resonate with me because obviously it did because I picked my number three, but it was because of sheer volume of content that was on this, this DVD. And okay. Kyle knows how much I adore this band because we pay tribute to them every single year by recording a cover song. Oh yes, and, yes, yes. And, yes. uh, and doing the best that we can to match exactly what it sounds like on the album. So, okay. My pick came out in 2004, 311 Day, mm-hmm. 2004. Yes. Oh, 64 songs is what the band <laughs> did on Holy. this DVD. Almost every track that they've had off their previous albums, which prior to 2004, they had released music, grassroots, 311, transistor sound system from chaos and evolver the quality of the recording the performance of them to do 64 tracks in just as much energy as they come out to the very end hmm. is just is that in one amazing. go i do believe it was it was two sets okay. but it was over the course of one day Wow, and, that's pretty Yeah, that's, that's pretty amazing. impressive. Yeah, and like so I love 311. I know that there's a it 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 can be a very, you know, polarizing band. A lot of people are like nah, that fucking I love 311. Like I think that, you know, I I don't love every album that they've ever done, for sure. Uh they've certainly produced some that are not great, but overall, I mean, the majority of their discography to me just is amazing. They're mm. a fun you know, funky, interesting, different, and I I just love them. So yeah, mm-hmm. uh, 311 Day, 2004, Very Live cool. in New Orleans. Not a band that I'm I was gonna, ever into.
0: I watched that. I don't want to watch that. It's so good. Yeah, <laughs> but I but I think that something like that, having the context of it, and the fact that, as you know, like you give me context to a movie, an album, yeah. I love it instantly. Because yeah. I love knowing what goes into something. For sure. And they're a polished band, regardless of personal opinion. Yep. Borderline
2: accessible, borderline inaccessible, right? yeah, Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, like, the Blue album, like, was massive. Like, Down was a huge hit. Obviously. Like, um, and then, but but they've maintained a, a loyal following. Like, yeah, I mean, they've, they've got... basically, I think they have 13 studio albums. Like, mm. which is, I mean, pretty amazing for a band. Like, a, their first studio album was in 1993. Yeah, So for being around for almost you know 30 years now yeah, yeah and still like going strong like i mean i've got uh, 311 vinyls that are sitting here in my collection because th- their new albums are fucking awesome some of them mm-hmm. yeah, yeah yeah so yeah that's that cool of, man
1: in a way that that kind of band to me is like the like, it's ultimately the dream kind of obviously everyone wants to be hugely successful but i always like appreciate those stories of bands that find their following and just tour make music tour Make me, and they'll always have a following. You know, yeah. Like the uh, tragically hip, for example, never really. I mean, in Canada, they're worshipped, but uh, never really made it. I mean, relatively, you know, speaking or whatever.
0: But no, they're like a working class yes, that's band, it. Yeah. right? Like they, they, that is their forty-hour work week. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just they spend it on the road. Mm. So when they have their their break from work, they write a new album, and mm. then they go back out on the road. Yeah. And you're always surprised by these bands, I quote unquote fly under the radar that have 13 albums, iconic status to not only the genre that they single handedly like have influenced, like that indie rock sound, Tragically yeah. Hip, for instance, uh, but like become iconic to the country that they come from. And it really feels like, and, and we talk about like the, uh, Tragically Hip for a second. That's a band that has a very dedicated following. And that following expanded, unfortunately, at his untimely death because that really felt like a piece of Canada dying. It really did. And to me, his vocal style was not my vocal style. Mm -hmm. But you cannot disagree with the fact that they were important to Canadian
2: culture. And Yeah, and you cannot disagree that their songs were iconic. And songs, like... Very Canadian content, like you know, oh, you yeah. talk about like you know, like Wheat Kings, like talking about the pra- the Paris of the Prairies, like right. talking about like the school walls, uh, you know, decorated with pictures of your parents, prime ministers, like there you, go. you know, yeah, yeah it's
1: yeah. fifty
2: mission cap about, uh, yeah,
0: yeah,
2: yeah, yeah, it's about a hockey player, Bill, Bill Barilko disappeared <laughs> yeah. in nineteen
0: fifty three, yeah. yeah, yeah, like, like you get. You get a Canadian history lesson from listening to House. <laughs> yeah. and you get world history from listening to Iron Maiden. But that's a different show yeah. altogether. Also,
1: I was just going to say, like, pretty amazing. Like, like you said, classic songs, in spite of a vocal style that is kind of not a lot of people's cup of tea, but incredibly important, huge
0: iconic. But you know Canadian what? It worked. Yeah. It worked because <laughs> go back a couple decades before Neil Young's voice. Uh, Getty Lee's voice in the 80s Getty like, Lee uh, are we only can-
2: naming Canadian acts at this point <laughs> yeah
0: oh, I mean, look like you, you, Tom you look Waits
2: a, uh, Bob Dylan yes, Tom course. Petty yeah, yeah, yeah. like hell even like, like Roy Orbison no that that voice is beautiful it works mm-hmm. yeah and yeah. that's what makes it amazing we all have varying styles of, of music that we mm-hmm. prefer to listen to we're all open to listen to whatever. Oh yeah. and from my opinion, if it's a good fucking song, I don't care what genre it is right. yeah. at all. Oh if no. it makes the hair on my arm stand up and gives me that that, that feeling. Fuck it. I don't yep. care. Yeah. A hundred percent. You have got
0: to be open minded when it comes to the arts, music, movies, shows, all of the above. Yeah. Um you know, a good song is a good song. Good movie is a good movie. doesn't yeah. matter. Um, so that, that I think, is something that, again, connects all of us. Not only the three of us in this room, but those to the listeners as well. So are we... Oh, uh, uh, okay. number two? so
1: we're only number two. Okay. Number two?
0: <laughs> My number two was released in 1993... <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh my god that's why that's why here on the podcast oh that sense of humor would, the person that would go
2: <laughs> my number two was released in 1993 <laughs> uh. <laughs> that's a pretty memorable
0: one if you remember from 1993 <laughs> yeah have you ever had a poop so big it cracked your back <laughs> And take two. Go. (laughs) Oh, my God. Number two. The footage was filmed between 1990 and 1993, Pantera's vulgar video. Nice. (laughs) I was hoping this would be on somebody's list. So, of course, backstage antics, the pranks, the drinking, and the partying. Oh, yeah. Jamming, live footage, and music videos. The highlight to me of this video is the domination live footage from Donington.
1: I mean, the crowd's almost too big at that show. But man, they give a perfect 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 musical performance, performance, metal performance. Now,
0: this, my takeaway from the vulgar video, more so than 3 Watch It Go, is it made me love the band and Dime even more than I already did. Um, It was his personality and kindness that really shines through and left an impression on me. It, It really made me... I guess he was more of a role model for me because of this kind of footage. Not to be the guitarist, not to be in a big band, and not to be you know, a crazy backstage antics guy. His whole mission, Dimebag's mission, was to make people smile. And that to me was, I want to do that. Mm -hmm. And when I was young, I watched that video. I wanted to be the class clown just to make someone laugh. I wanted to be anyone that could bring someone up who is down and I and I think that that's what that's what dime did in his life for all of his all of his friends like look at the video vulgar video Pantera that's it's great yeah but, yeah my uh, love for dime was cemented on that though. nice
1: I mean everyone obviously he's one of the most celebrated metal guitarists of all time but I, I mean not a lot enough cannot be said about how good of a guy and just how what a, what a great spirit that guy was and yeah. it really like he was who, who you think he is on stage it really seemed to be like that's how he was all the time like yep. it's just he's just he loved everything about music and he loved everything about life and he just like there's a great interview uh, a recent interview with Phil not recent maybe a couple of years old but Phil Anselmo talking about like he was the guy that would like even if you were sick, he said he one, one time he was sick backstage and like Dimebag like kicks open the door and just like throws a bottle of vodka in his face and he's like get up we're going dra-. like he's just that kind of guy all the time And I love that yeah. about about yeah. him you know. Yeah. 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 No, my number 2 is almost along the same lines as what I was talking about with No Effects 10 years of fucking up. Hmm. Uh again it's a um, it's a series it's like a bunch of uh, moments captured during this band's first two albums and right before their meteoric rise you know like they're on the rise or whatever um but just um moments of them backstage drinking in the studio just being themselves and that's kind of what makes these videos special and it was released 1997 uh-huh certified platinum may 5th my birthday 1999 corn oh. who then now nice yeah that's my <laughs> number one it is it really It's such a fun video with so many great moments interspersed with like, while it's not the most pro shot live footage, it's like really intense footage of corn being them at their best. Like life, life is peachy corn. It doesn't get any more crazy or not that they were like slipknot or anything, but really raw, really huge sounding music and intense performance by Jonathan Davis, but just a lot of them being funny backstage too. Like there's, remember that great moment where head, it's like, Or no, it's Monkey. And the camera's like right on his face as he's chugging a beer and all the beer's like going down his mouth. Yeah. (laughs) Just silliness, right? Guys being
2: in their 20s, like just (laughs) having fun. On top of the world. Exactly.
1: And it lets you into that part of like, you know it they're personal like the way who they are as people and it, i don't really i really connected with it and i just love that yeah. home. so many great moments in that
0: video well since it is my number 1 i'll just touch sure. on that yeah. because yeah. you've already you've already done it so the footage was compiled between 94 and 97 so obviously from um, the first two albums yep. the, the the drinking the chugging the slurping out of a carpet.
1: Oh yeah, the slurping <laughs> out of a carpet. You knocked
0: over my beer. Yes, yes. Fuck you. Oh yeah. <laughs> and it
1: was when he's like, when, I think his head goes. Bud Light, my, my friend. friend. <laughs> yeah.
0: Ice coldish. Not- <laughs> schnuckel.
1: <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Like every moment, so fast, and it's all over the place. So but that's what makes these that videos for me.
0: Was the highlight of exactly. that was yeah. that it was so punchy and on point that. It was constant entertainment. See this dog right here? That dog can take a punch. (laughs) It just shows you the spectrum that the band was living in Mm -hmm. during what, yeah, like in their 20s. And they were not only making their music, but new music for Mm -hmm. the world to like actually absorb. It's true. Like they were inventing a new style of music and, you know, love them or hate them. Um, is it metal, is it not, what they did to heavy music at af- that point, they influenced it for good. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a time period where it's not so good. But um, I would say, looking back on the legacy of Corn, including a video like this, you can't deny that this band is one of the most important heavy bands yeah. of all time, popular or underground. I know, it's almost unfair to lump them. Like, I know
1: they created... Let's say "quote unquote" new metal, but for everything that happened after the years after it, it's almost. I don't even want to. I don't even want to call corn new metal because it's corn and how important they were to
0: music. That's their genre. Is yeah, them? It's I know. It's Just them. But like for me, the the big takeaway from that though was what I loved about that that VHS was that. That's what I thought being in a band was all about. Yes, it is kind of being it's- with your buds. Hanging out, having a good time, playing a couple songs, but having a good time. Yeah. <laughs> I <What's that>? love, <laughs> I like love, like Who then know. Remember
1: when, uh, like, David's on the drums and he has, like, um, that, su- what's that 808 like sub bass <laughs> drum thing? Yeah, that- and he's, and they he's like, Dookie Booty, Dookie Booty. And they're all like, they're all, like everyone in the room, Dookie Booty, Dookie Booty, Dookie Booty. Just yeah. being silly as a band. Oh, man, like, it's so friends good. Friends hanging out, making silly music. Yeah. You know? But,
0: like, they would have, like, It was so well-edited, honestly. But like, they would take the live footage and sync it up with the studio performance. And the Mm. videos. It was so cool to see all of the band, what they had to offer. Yeah. At, obviously, not only their peak. I mean, you could say their peak was Follow the Leader. But really, I mean, this was like right before they broke through. Mm -hmm. That's what I mean.
1: That's what I love about it. They're not affected yet. Yep. But they're still just right. a group of friends hanging out, making music that they want to make. Why do they call you head? Because I've big head. Give me any hat, it won't fit except for this one because it's stretchy.
0: <laughs> and they give him like the gift of toenail clippers, and they zoom in on his foot. He's got oh, these yeah. long old toenails. Right? <laughs> uh-huh. yeah, he goes, "Oh, these are for fucking dickies
1: My <laughs> <laughs> number two, Matt's number one. Yeah, corn. Who then now?
2: Yeah. What you got for your number two? It continues on the theme of corn. Oh. So at the Uno Lakefront Arena in New Orleans uh, and the Patriot Center in Fairfax, Virginia, featuring corn, ice cube, limp biscuit. This is amazing. Orgy. I love this. Because I,
1: I love and this. Too. I love incubus
2: this so much. This incubus. Was, yeah. appear on the DVD. Ready, and that's oh, I fell in love with Incubus. New skin. New uh, skin. Yes. God damn it. <laughs> So yeah, Family Value Store, 1998. Yeah, what a, what a tape that was for me. I amazing, know. amazing. But also good. Oh, like introducing me to rammstein Like you know, um it's funny mean,
1: that I was like joking, saying, "Please be Limp biscuit please be Orgy," and they're both on.
2: They're the- both on there. <laughs> they're both yeah. on
1: there. So I, I was right.
2: You were right. Yep. Yeah. Nice. Great. So that's, my, that's my number two. And like, I mean, obviously, like you know, Limp biscuit you know, what Ice did they play Cube. on that? They played Cambodia, counterfeit, faith, jump around.
0: Cambodia.
1: What's interesting? So, yeah, interesting. Cambodia is known as 1999 yes. on Significant Other. Yes, it is. Hmm. Get
2: up, get up, And then you had Ice Cube, yeah. fuck dying, which featured Head and Monkey on guitar. Yep, it was a good day. Fuck The police mm. and then Gorgie, uh, Blue Monday, Stitches, and Revival. Then you had Ramstein with uh, Book Dish.
1: Oh my god, bend, bend
2: over, yep, Du Yes, and then Corn finished it off with Blind, All in the Family, Got the Life, Adidas, Children of the Corn featuring Ice Cube. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Really ties together the set list. You might not identify
0: with rap music or Ice Cube, but you identify with Corn, and they featured Ice Cube. Then Ice Cube opens up. Again,
1: that's what I love about Corn and also what yeah. influenced their music because it's like, okay, you may not like rap, but guess what? Corn likes rap.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and we're gonna do Wicked with Chino. Yeah. So it now which by is an default. Ice Cube song. Yeah. Which by exactly, by default. Chino is now affiliated with Corn, who is affiliated with Ice Cube. Now it's like this Venn diagram of
2: <laughs> new metal and It's beautiful to me. Yeah, well, I mean, it's, that was so new cool. metal in like, you know, and you get like I mean, you gotta give props to Ice Cube for being like, you know, he didn't fucking he was he was a megastar at that point, man. Yeah, that's true. He did not have to do that. But also he also
1: took out I would say that's a nice pretty big wrist walking into that kind of arena. Yeah. In that kind of crowd, you know. Yeah. Like what you all know about Ice Cube, you know. Yeah, right. Like probably like all these like fifteen year old kids, like, uh who's so Ice in Cube? In nineteen
2: ninety eight, you know? like I mean what, NWA released their first album, what, nineteen eighty nine? Sure. Man, yeah. So he had already been around and established for nine years. He had already broken away from NWA and done his own thing. So mm-hmm. he didn't fucking have to do that. No. So there's a testament to metal guys loving rap and rap guys loving metal. Yes, True. exactly. Yeah. All right. Get it. Number one. The best. The best of the best? The
1: best band, concert, home, movie there ever will be. I, I know mean, what he's going to say I don't already. Know how, I don't know how there could be any other band. Like, we're talking about concerts, the greatest concert I ever went to in my life, and it changed my life. I'm So I'm a little biased, I guess, like how important this concert or this home movie is to me. But yeah, my favorite band of all time, I went to see them when I was 13. Metro Center again, Halifax. Uh, and this home movie took place during this tour um, and what's amazing about this, this concert home movie video footage it's kind of a miracle of a, of a movie, of a documentary it's like captures, before we were talking about, it would capture the band right before they blew up this one captured everything about the making of the album mm-hmm. and the subsequent two years they went on tour for this album that made them the biggest band in the world, one of the biggest most important bands in history it's Metallica's A Year and a Half A Year and a Half in the Life of Metallica mm-hmm. the, it's two. it was two VHS's the first, di- the first disc, I, I say the first tape, was literally fly on the wall footage of them making the Black Album at one-on-one studios in Los Angeles, so it's cool. like amazing, and you know, Bob Rocks there they're all there they show everything they show Lars doing his drum tracks they show Jason even doing bass they show James in the vocal booth like being right up against it and like doing yeah. multiple takes and Bob Rock telling him at one point just throw in something you know just those like little moments of like them making the black album and then the second tape is the entire tour, the world tour of the Black Album, where everything? Man, they caught everything. They went to the Freddie Mercury tribute concert in in London. They caught the riots in Montreal when, uh, not only when James, so first James gets like burned from like you know pyro. malfunctioning pyrotechnics, and then, uh, uh. uh G&R. What's his name? Axel Rose refused to play or something. And Montreal there was a big riot, like so many crazy moments from I know the 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 tour that was the Black Album tour. I mean, it really I I, I can't imagine there being a better home video than the year and a half in the life of Metallica. That is so cool. It's crazy yeah. how much they got on tape and it's like four hours of amazing just nonstop. Mm-hmm. Also Metallica at their peak. You know, say oh, what you definitely. will about them being you know, 50-year-olds that are just, you know.
0: Like, they went from literally playing probably clubs equivalent to the Pavilion in their youth to now not only being, like, a household name, but a brand.
1: Yeah. They did it all themselves. Master of Puppets is when when they opened for Ozzy on the Master of Puppets Tour. It's like, yeah. that's when the Ascension, like, they were, like, local legends up until that, you know, kind of playing festivals and stuff, but... I remember, I think I read that it was really the Aussie tour. And there's actually great footage. And it's, I think it's in that the year and a half in life of, where it's like they're asking people in the parking lot, it's the Aussie tour. Who are they here to see, Aussie or Metallica? And all these people are like, Metallica. And they're like, why? And there's a great like, one guy, one drunk guy goes, because the are fucking better. Yeah. <laughs> it's like from but, Jersey but I or think, something. But I
0: think it's tapes like that that really... Solidified that connection between the band loving the fans and the fans getting exactly what they want. Oh my god! From yeah. a band,
1: yeah, I think definitely.
0: And they have sustained that ever since. Mm-hmm. You know, like the Met Club and everything that they do. Mm-hmm. Like Metallica puts out, you know, a thirty-second video of them changing their guitar strings. It's got you know a million plus. I know views. that's funny.
1: even just their shitty rehearsal rehearsal footage is like, oh, it yeah. could
2: be trash, but people are into it. Oh, man, the little tour that, like, James gave of, like, here's all of my guitars, here's my warehouse, and he's just showing the tags. Mm, like, like uh-huh. yeah, like you said, 750,000, a million hits, like, yeah, yeah, just yeah. people, he's not even looking at the fucking guitars, he's literally looking at, the like, the, the tag that is telling him what fucking guitar is in there. Because he needs the tag to tell him how yeah, many he's got. Exactly. Yeah, There's yeah.
1: even cool footage of them, um, of their crew. Uh, I remember there's a funny shot of a, a, a crew member showing you the girls, the groupies that he's like slept with as a crew member mm. for Metallica. And he was like, oh, this one, what a trooper, what a trooper. Oh my God, this one, everyone shot a wad on her. He says that in the documentary. <laughs> then there's great footage of people trying to get backstage and like the, the, there's, there's people that you recognize. They've been with them their whole career. Awesome.
2: John, you're going to take us home. I'm gonna take you home. Um, so mine, like like I said before, is a little bit different. That it 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 was something that that really it, it just it resonated with me, and not because of how certainly how popular the band is or how you know just like utterly amazing it is, but it 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 this DVD was the the thing that set me on my way to wanting to actually be a sound engineer mm. to wanting to actually work in a recording studio or be behind a desk. Um, and it actually funny enough, introduced me to another band who I became an absolute uh, utter fan of as well. Uh, it came out in 2003. It was a combination of, so this was their first live video. It included cuts from their all-acoustic album included cuts from their very heavy metal albums. It is Opeth, Lamentations. Oh. So,
0: <laughs> oh. Not where I thought that was going.
2: Yeah. I know. Opeth. I thought you were going to say like Porcupine Tree or nope. something. So this, sure. it, it, this ties into Porcupine Tree because Stephen Wilson, being the Uh, lead singer slash guitar player of Tree was the producer of these albums. So he did the uh, Damnation and Deliverance albums by Opeth and the making of Deliverance and Damnation. So the second DVD or second part of this DVD uh, besides the live concert was the behind the scenes of all of this. And that's where I got introduced to Stephen Wilson, which obviously ended up becoming a massive, massive fan of Porcupine Tree. But it it was the 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 behind-the-scenes footage of seeing them going through the whole process of recording these two vastly different albums like, you know, for for Opeth, which I was not actually a fan of Opeth prior to this whatsoever. Uh, A friend of mine, Brett, um, who played in a number of metal bands here in Halifax, uh, showed me the song uh, Deliverance. And I was like, uh, this is fucking 11 minutes of sheer, just amazement, like brutality, but also beautiful at the same yeah. time when he starts singing. song
1: with the breakdown at
2: the end. Oh my God. Of course. Yeah. The, the greatest last two minutes of any song ever written. <laughs> I know. Um, and it's so simple, but it's so amazing. Um, so yeah, Brett, Brett introduced this to me, found out about this DVD, ended up picking it up and... The thing that I remember the like kind of the most about this is, yeah, it was something that pushed me into being wanting to be a sound engineer and that stuff. But it was when I lived, I lived in Calgary for a brief period, uh, moved out there with a friend of mine. Um he ended up meeting a girl who and started dating her and being out of the house a lot more. And I found comfort and solace in this, in this DVD. And it was just something that I would put on and just constantly watch and be like, That's man, awesome. I want to work in a recording studio. I want to do something like this. Yeah. Like, I just love these songs. They kind of all spoke to me, both the acoustic and the really heavy stuff. So yeah, it was something that really, really tied back into being very uh just, just memorable to me. Oh my, Oh, you want this? Well, for those of you that don't know what just happened, Jeff pointed at a bottle of whiskey and Kyle handed it to me. I need
1: my Baba. Oh.
2: <laughs> it was unlike anything I had ever yeah. really listened to before. Mm. And then getting introduced to the Damnation album, which was all acoustic, and being like, holy fuck, like Michael Ackerfeld is. Not only an amazing guitar player And not only can scream like brutal yeah. black metal But dude's got a wicked voice And can harmonize and like oh, yeah. write these most Beautiful yeah. like yeah. Dep- but, but yet depressing songs At the same time Oh it's not happy No god no there's no like There's no joy in Opeth
0: no, there isn't it gives you it gives you joy in those breakdowns, but it's you know what it's those breakdowns that hit her because
2: of the drama that builds up to it exactly mm. It's like yeah, it's like watching a like a, movie, a movie where right? yeah like it like it is you know there there's a lot of metal songs and there's a lot of you know rock songs and a lot of stuff where it's just like it hits from the beginning and keeps on going, and to me that's like an action film like yeah. it's right. just like you're watching John Wick and it's like one emotion constantly all the way through boom boom yeah. boom boom, but then there's like. You know those ones like, yeah. like Deliverance, where it's like The mm. Godfather. There's beautiful oh moments. My. Oh That's my! That's
1: funny you say that because I, I when I went to see The Godfather in, I'd never seen it in the theater. And I went
2: to see it in the theater,
1: and I was like, it's like I almost feel like I'm at a concert. Yeah, right.
2: beautiful <laughs> moments of just like, yeah. mm-hmm. there's not a lot going on, but there's a lot going on, mm-hmm. and right. then moments of utter brutality, mm-hmm. like within it, like and just mm-hmm. things that are like so visceral and like. Like just hit hard with you, right? So, Mm -hmm. yeah, I mean, it's amazing. That's amazing. So, well, that's it. For Nostalgia Junk
0: Podcast, I am Matt saying, are you ready?
1: (laughs) And I'm Kyle from Nostalgia Junk Podcast saying,
2: I'm going to be listening to Metallica Records when I'm fucking 80. So this is Jonathan saying, well, thank you to both. Kyle and Matt for inviting me to be on here and saying hire. We've got plenty of time.